Cinema Sins has a fan club. It's called the Sin Club, and members get all sorts of things like early episodes, bonus videos, merch discounts, and even monthly bonus podcasts. Membership starts at $3 a month, and you can sign up now at patreon.com slash cinemasins. Lord me. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> like, and this is Darren Lynn Bowsman, who has directed three of these and, you know, same yeah, like editors you think, and <laughs> You think designers. one person would be like, hold on a second. <laughs> Welcome to Sincast, presented by CinemaSins. Alright everybody, welcome to the Sincast. This is Chris Atkinson from CinemaSins, joined by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And Aaron Dicer. Hi, Adelie Ho, Cinerinos. Ooh, ooh, that's kind of a that's kind of like a sad hidely ho. <laughs> I know Aaron's like hidely ho. <laughs> it's it's mid afternoon, uh, man. Aaron's Aaron's feeling it. That's right. That's right. I've been. It's Today. been a long weekend. <laughs> Today we're going to be doing a mini pod, a trappy pod. I don't. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Spirally pod. Spirally pod. Oh, what? That's right there. It's right there. It's mm-hmm, fucking right there. Mm-hmm. Spirally pod. Sorry. Sawy pod. I keep um, wanting to call this movie Jigsaw. By the way, I keep wanting to. I I, I cannot I stop know. calling same, this movie Jigsaw. The same amount of letters. It's a jiggy um, pod. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. Jiggy pod. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Uh, we'll be doing a mini pod on Spiral, um, a movie that came out over the last weekend and it made like $8.7 million domestically. Yeah. And it's hard, hard to gauge, right? Yeah. Whether or not that's good or mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. Um, is that, is that half of what it would have made? Is that a third? Is that almost what it would have made? No telling, really, but Mm-mm. it was the number one movie over the weekend, and this was my first experience at a theater since Tenet, which was whew, eight months ago, something like that. End of last summer, beginning of the fall, something like that. Yeah, I thought it might was in be, June. It might be might like be almost nine or ago. ten months. Yeah, that's insane. Thinking, think about that. Think about that. Tenet what seemed like a long time since mm-hmm. I'd been to movie theaters, and it had been six months. Right, and now. Uh, you know, you watch a movie and it's like, oh, Jesus, it's really been that long yeah. since I watched yeah. Tenet even. Yeah. Um. So anyway, Spiral is uh, is from the book of Saw. So we're doing a um, uh, a movie that is, it is sort of based in the Saw universe. It stars Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson. Those are the big draws of this movie. Um, and uh, and Aaron's such a Saw expert. We had to we had to get yes. him on here for you guys. I'm just mm-hmm. excited for the the sequels to this table from the book of Saw. <laughs> yep, yeah. You know, um, right. chain, chain from the book yeah, of chain. Saw. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Good. yeah, yeah. Jigsaw well, always uses spiral. Just C, C from the book of Saw. Yeah, I think yeah. how they kind of. I mean, maybe because Chris and I have watched like pretty much all the Saw movies over the last few months for mm-hmm. various reasons, but. I'm trying to remember once where they mentioned a spiral and like they <laughs> they kind of retcon that into this movie, don't they? Where they're mm-hmm. like, you know, it's like John always said about the spiral. When did John yeah. say that about the spiral? <laughs> I was I was I was stumped on that one. I was stumped. Um uh but uh yeah. Um so I guess general thoughts. First off, Aaron, you're going into this Solace. somewhat blind. Like you saw yeah, the first so saw. What I, do you uh, think of this? 
I, I mentioned to you guys uh, that if you wanted more of a saw verg- version, uh, virgin thank you mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh on the on the uh, pod that i could kind of play that role because i'd never seen a saw movie since then i did watch the first one i thought you know this is the one, more of the one that people have told me kicked it there's a reason there are all these sequels because the first one was good enough that people wanted more that kind of thing and i thought mm-hmm. it would give me a little context to compare this one to um so i did watch that and i don't know if enjoyed is the right word it's not necessarily mm-hmm. my kind of movie but i mm-hmm. did enjoy the puzzle aspect of mm-hmm. it you know mm-hmm. there's uh very much a a puzzle aspect of it that, that, that goes away enjoy. quickly in the franchise just so you know <laughs> yeah very yeah. quickly well, well i was gonna say it's not it's not much in this new one either and that kind of leads no. me to my general thoughts anything i liked about the original saw doesn't appear to really be in this one at all mm-hmm. now there are additional things that i can connect to um you know, Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson are always fun to see on screen. Uh, Chris Rock gets a couple moments to do some stand-up, apparently, in this movie. They just, oh, my they God. Give, they give him a couple, like, yeah. five minutes moments to talk about stuff that has absolutely nothing to do with this movie. Yep. Uh, but that was kind of funny. Um, but, uh, and it has a little more maybe polish and shine to it. It feels more like a, a you know, a, a modern production than the original Def- I mean, did. I mean, I the last one they made Jigsaw definitely felt more like that too, but, okay. but definitely, but as far as like the original seven films or whatever, this is definitely, yeah, this looks more uh, polished, less grimy, although yeah. it's pretty grimy. Mm-hmm. But my overall thoughts is this movie has a lot of problems. I just, I, it's just, it's, uh, it's at times very messy. It's at times doesn't, mm-hmm. for me, doesn't know, like, I can't at least connect to where it's trying to go, what it's exactly trying uh, to say. There's some really powerful themes this movie could have landed, yep. and it just winks at them. And I, I really couldn't like the 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 you know the police brutality stuff. It's all about crooked cops. All that stuff is just ripe for a nice like metaphor message movie in mm-hmm. a horror movie. Just kind of like Get Out is for you know a lot of that yeah. racial stuff. I don't, and they just kind of wink at it. I wonder, because, you know, Chris Rock, of course, Chris, Chris and I got to talk to, not Chris Rock, Chris Atkinson and I mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. got to talk to Darren Lynn Bowsman, the director. I don't know. Was that like last, has that been a year? I don't even know when it wasn't, that was. It wasn't. Um, Maybe it, it was last year and yeah. it was for Death of Me when he yes. was coming out with that movie. Yeah. But he did. But he did talk about this a little bit. He just talked he about because we asked him about Saw and stuff because he's, you know, he, he directed the uh, two through four and then mm-hmm. he came back and did this one. And he said that, you know, he told the story, which I'm sure a lot of people know now that Chris Rock, I think he was at a party or something and ran you know, somebody from Lionsgate. I don't know who he, I can't remember who he originally spoke to. Maybe it was even like Lee Wanell or something. I don't know. I don't think it was though. I think it was just like a executive or something, but he said it. he had an idea for a, like a horror movie. And then they were like, I think you might have a Saul movie. So they kind of turned it, but I'm really curious because I can't find like, I don't think he's ever said what that original movie was, but my guess is it is probably something along the lines of Get Out where because you, you kind of see that movie in here, right? You kind of see that that police brutality thriller where, you know, mm-hmm. maybe there's some, you know, moral somebody that feels like they're morally just by killing them. Mm-hmm. And then they just kind of they they made it into a Saw movie because this is 100 percent a Saw movie, by the way. Like if anybody's concerned that yeah. they just shoved it in there. Um, now, at times, I think it forgets it's a Saw movie, but <laughs> Mm-hmm. But for the most of the runtime, I mean, that opening scene, the opening trap and everything, I mean, it's just like, yep, this is uh, this is what we're doing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, just about everything Aaron uh, said about how the, 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 the puzzle aspect 
uh, is missing from this movie. And of course, Jonathan alluded to the fact that saw sequels later did, uh, did this. They, they replaced puzzles for whammy surprise endings. Right. That was, yeah. that was what they did in the, in the, uh, I mean, saw has its whammy surprise ending too, but like, but like two through seven all decided they were going to be like, here's something you didn't consider during this whole time. This was happening at the same time or, <laughs> you know, or right. this person was there the whole time oh and you didn't know it and blah, blah, blah. And like, um, <laughs> we were, Chris uh, and I were joking last week that like Angus McFadden was going to be walking down a hallway at some point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh from saw three the yeah. uh the 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 protagonist of saw three and braveheart too we don't we need yes. to you know let's no, talk saw about braveheart for the next hour <laughs> there's um a, there's a braveheart too I, I never saw braveheart too yeah exactly um <laughs> it's braveheart but uh but uh no um yeah the 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 fact that the the they they abandoned that like i it feels like I don't know. They came out with saws every year, starting in 2004. They came out with a saw mm-hmm. every year in October and, and around saw six, uh, coming out in 2009, paranormal activity started doing the same thing. They started coming out with their brand and like saw was on its way down. Paranormal activity was on its way up and saw just eventually died at that point. But like, they, I guess it's too hard to come up with puzzle yeah real good puzzles and everything the first one has some decent ones then then the next few just don't have well, I, I i have a problem with this because it is not hard to come up with good puzzles there are so many escape aaron, rooms aaron right does now. it in his side i do it as my side free time. No, what i'm saying yeah. is p- there are people who do this for a living yeah and come up with incredibly intricate ideas for puzzles and solving things and that's why we have the escape room industry, right? Like this is this is a really yeah, the movie thing. Escape Room would have been a better saw sequel than a lot <laughs> of the saw sequels. That is where I was going. Like I, like I, I didn't love Escape Room, but I enjoyed it, and I enjoyed a lot of it because of the puzzle aspect of it. And the puzzles mm-hmm. in that movie even weren't all that great, but they were at least puzzles. These aren't puzzles. These are these are just like. Um, well, do do this or this happens. It, That's in not defense, a puzzle. In, <laughs> yeah. in defense of this movie, while it, and we'll have to, I mean, it's going to be hard to talk about this without spoilers. But I will say on that for people that aren't going to listen to the spoiler section yet. In defense of this movie, though, the the motives, I I I don't know. I guess we'll have to talk about this because I don't really know what the traps are supposed to be. Uh, something that they really have the opportunity. Yeah. That's, to get out of that's one of my questions that, for you. Guys. That's that's the thing. I don't I, I think they've abandoned this completely. Like there's there's no well, sense of puzzles anymore. It's I don't just, know. I because I because I I, 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 I I don't know. I'm just hesitant to say anything because if there are because I know some people do listen to this first part just to see if they want to see the movie and then they, you know, okay. then well, then we'll, we'll we'll talk about it uh, in more detail yeah. in the spoilers. Then the future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. So uh, I guess let's just go ahead and do a round of uh, grades on this and uh, we'll get into spoilers. 
I'll go first. Um, okay. This movie is really weird, uh, as a lot of the things that Chris and Aaron have said. Um, I, I agree with Aaron, too. I think this movie... I, I will... I don't know if he said this specifically, but there are some serious mixed messages. I, I cannot figure out this movie makes some interesting choices when it does try to seem to be presenting a message. Um, I don't know, but, but even with all that said, we'll get into that more in stories. All that said though, um, there were moments in this movie I liked. Um, I think as just a summer kind of thrill ride, it's okay. Uh, it's not very good or very bad. It's just okay. So mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a C plus because I mm-hmm. definitely didn't hate it or anything, but I yeah. can't really get past that. Um, I might watch it again at some point uh, outside of work. I don't, you know, if we send it or something, but um, uh, you know, and I like Chris Rock. I like Samuel Jackson. Mar- Mar- Marisol Nichols is in this who I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, who plays his uh, Max Minghella? Max Minghella is quite good mm-hmm. in this, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to give it a C plus. Uh, I, you might not, you might think I should have given it less when I start bitching about some stuff and spoilers, but <laughs> but I'm going to give it a C plus. Yeah. Uh, I combined the things I said about the messiness along with the fact that this isn't necessarily a movie made for me anyway. This isn't a movie, you know, for me, and it's probably not a surprise that I am in. Might not be the, a movie. The lower I range. mean, it might not be. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, <laughs> I think I'll go with a, just a solid D. I think a, a right. D is probably where I'll land on this. Mm-hmm. I think that's I fair. I I'm also much, gonna. I can't go much lower than that, considering how polished it is and some of the performances and that kind of stuff. So yeah, D is where I live. Yeah, I've had a I've had a hard time giving a movie an F because it has to be like the room quality mm-hmm. for me to give yeah. it the that that kind of a uh, a grade. I guess if it pisses me off enough, I can give it an F. <laughs> right. But, yes. Um. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give this a C plus as well. Um. There was a there was a moment here, and I think it was uh, some euphoria that I was able to watch this movie uh, in a theater and not really worried uh mm-hmm. as much as i was when i was watching tenant which was i mean it was just an awful movie to watch during pandemic time because you had <laughs> you know not only was it hard to understand but it was also just you know there's all the stuff going on at the time but uh yeah i'm gonna give this a c plus i i i uh i hate the fact that they've they've got they they got away from the puzzle aspect so early um you know like saw i mean the the i guess the those middle saws that darren lynn bowsman did were were pretty good you know like as far as uh you know follow-ups to that first saw but the first saw had so much promise for what we could do later mm-hmm. and, and then it just became this whole thing like well people don't really like puzzles do they they just like the torture and it's like no that's how did you get how did you arrive at this equation you know it's also like it's so different watching these back to back you know which we i mean kind of did i mean we did have a break between five and six but like i know chris and i both we watched the first five and we covered five on cinema sense and it i I agree with you i I think the i think 10 years later like at least the bowsman sequels they hold up a little better but then you start seeing where it gets too caught up in it's in narrative yeah, which was actually not a huge problem with this movie, but maybe this movie needed a little more narrative. I don't know. Was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's um, interesting but, though. It, this is like just basically a cop movie, and and you know that's yeah. Um, let's go on and uh, go into spoilers. Um, and uh, really get down to the nitty gritty of this movie. Miss Luke's father is actually Darth Vader. She's the sister and the daughter. No, 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 no. I'm reading the books. Um, 
I th- they do. This is one thing I I I disliked. Max Minghella, they do this thing with him where it's an obvious tell that mm-hmm. he's the killer. And I don't understand why they do this type of stuff. They don't show his death. They don't show his trap. And you're, and, and if you know anything about movies, you sit here and go, your whole brand is showing the trap and showing someone dying, especially a character like this. And so they do that. And it's like, I don't care what, I don't care what you show me here. I don't care if you showed me Max Minghella himself in that, <laughs> in the room, like, mm-hmm. you know, that there's, he's, there's an obvious double or he's got a twin brother or something like that. I mean, I mean, it's just, I hate that so much that they did that. I mean, that's, that was the, that was the tell a lot for game of Thrones. Remember like every time they never showed a death. Mm-hmm. Sure. Those people always came back. They In some deaths, they back. did show people came and back. I'm, I am terrible. Like I, you know, I talk a lot on behind the scenes and when I've been on syncast about my love, of like murder mysteries and stuff. I'm terrible at solving these things. I'm, I'm terrible at it. As soon as he borrowed Chris Rock's phone. Oh yeah. And then, <laughs> and then, and like a couple scenes later, he calls him and he's in front of his computer and you can hear a baby crying, but you don't actually see the baby. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Oh yeah, no, it's him. He doesn't have a family. Like, I don't know. I didn't know who he was, but right. I knew he was the, I didn't know the motive. And right, that right. is, that is kind of interesting. Although it does question why he didn't go after one of the cops first, but whatever. The- but I definitely figured out it was him. I do still think he's good, though. And I, I, uh, I once he gets revealed, I liked the way he played it. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. He didn't yeah. go too over the top. Uh, he, he's one of the reasons I'm willing to give this movie a C plus. There are there are movies where I'll figure something out, and it's not it's not the fault of the movie. Just something clicked in my yeah. brain, yeah. and you know that's fine. And then there are movies that you know floor me with a twist at the end because I didn't see it coming. And like uh, like uh, the the biggest one for me is Fight Club. No clue. I had no clue uh, mm-hmm. about the Fight Club ending. And um, and and that's that's fun. And I I don't usually assign much to it. But this is different. This is this is the movie making a huge mistake in in my opinion because it's almost like you get to the end and they reveal this thing, and you're like you don't how do you have the audacity to even claim this is a twist? We all knew like there. How how do you think anything else is going to happen in this movie? Like it's mm-hmm. just so it's one thing if uh, I don't know how you do it differently other than maybe you just uh, reveal that information sooner. But it just, it's so anticlimactic when the movie wants you to think, ta-da, and you're like, I, w- I wish I remembered when this, <laughs> I don't remember, what, do you guys remember when Hello Zep comes in? I mean, Aaron might not even think about that because he hasn't watched all the Saw movies, but the Hello Zep score, which they don't really use till the end. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the exact point it comes in, but it's not when, it's not when Max Minghella's character is revealed to be the killer. And I did see somebody on Twitter say a lot of people are confusing where the twist is. The twist is always when Hello Zep starts. Darren Lynn mm-hmm. Bowsman retweeted that and said, you got it. But I wish I could remember when the fucking music started. Because there is, I guess there is a twist in, in the fact that, I guess the biggest twist is that that whole time he's been trying, he's been testing Zeke, which is Chris Rock's character. Mm-hmm. Um, but But that doesn't even really work for me for some reason. I mean, I, I think it's kind of cool in, a, in theory, but I mean, I I'm don't know. I'm not sure but, I even understand. What's the twist? Okay, Whoa. so 
Oh, I don't know. I don't. I mean, like my my thinking is the, the. I mean, the whole time when you find out that I mean, so so I guess I don't know how much we talked about the plot. So essentially, dirty cops are being put in these traps, and they're given like these weird ways. Like if they if they lose a part of their body, they'll get up. Like the guy that lies in court, he has to lose his tongue, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy that like. I don't remember why he had to lose his fingers, but there was something about that. He, he could lose he was all of his pointing the finger at the yes, wrong people. Yes. That type of <laughs> yeah. Thing. So that's that's what's going on. And so Zeke is a good cop. Zeke is the one played by Chris Rock. He's from what we can tell, a very honest cop. In fact, the whole reason he, he's in such a bad state is because well, he's getting divorced and stuff like that. Typical cop movie shit. But he turned in a dirty cop. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, and then, and then you find out that Max Minghella, the the dirty cop, shot a witness and killed a witness. You find out Max Minghella was that guy's son, right. and has basically spent his whole life not only trying to get into the police force, but to become Zeke's partner. Mm-hmm. And so, the twist—I mean, one of the twists—is that he is trying to see if Zeke can become his partner, and what he believes is like you know what would make him the next Jigsaw, I, something like that. I mean, however you want to. Okay look into that I that's mean, what the, i got out of it to, I, I don't yeah i don't know i was i actually was thinking that same thing i felt like hello zep came in at a point where i was like wait a minute what's what exactly is this yeah like right now that's being revealed and and, and i think it can, may come back to what aaron's saying here we already know max Benkel yeah <laughs> so when it, when that comes in it's like uh, is this really that big of a surprise i don't i don't yeah. understand so I don't know. If, I don't think there's. I don't. I I can't remember if there was any other thing that you could consider a twist in this movie other yeah. than that, and uh, that's that's only and that's a twist only if you uh, just aren't paying attention, well, I guess. But yeah, exactly. And they don't even spend that much time on him. Like he just he's just standing by a table. It's not even like a reveal. It's weird. And so I feel like that was purposeful. And like I said, I feel like the fact that it's the it's really Zeke's game. The mm-hmm. whole time, like he's really putting Zeke, he's trying to find, basically he's trying to find out if Zeke will try to save the cops or if he will let them die. But right. that doesn't really happen until the very end. That's what I'm saying. Like, cause Zeke's not oh, around. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. But you're, Zeke's not around the first couple of cops. Will, you know? will Zeke ultimately join him and, yeah. and, and, and instead of, cause you're still complicit in some way. If you, if you allow, uh, mm-hmm. if you allow your dad to st- to keep living or, or that type of, is, is that what I you're trying people, to get at? Yeah. yeah, I think so. I mean, I think, I think that was the kill. And you're also, I mean, we're dealing with a killer's mentality, right? And mm-hmm. you know, that's why I was kind of talking about when Aaron and you were saying that, you know, or Aaron was saying they aren't really puzzles, but like, this is a killer that I don't think is trying to create puzzles. I, he wants these people to die. So I, in that sense, he's kind of the anti jigsaw, right? Cause, mm. um, well, and, and, but everybody or he doesn't understand jigsaw. That's the thing. Everybody's the anti jigsaw yeah. after, after a while, because once jigsaw like starts dying and the, in, in part three and everything, and it's going to his apprentices, yeah, uh, that his apprentices, both of them are all about the, they have to, they have to suffer. And, and that's all. And this is what this is all about. In in fact, the, the apprentices, sort of uh stand in for the people who make these movies almost right because they're 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 they don't care about puzzles they don't care about getting them out or anything they care about death and torture that's what the filmmakers want um but uh but yeah i can see what you're saying there like if we were to consider that a twist 
which I don't think we can. I think it just it just well, it's just the motive. I, I think that might be the intention, but I, I don't think I, I like in when Aaron going back to Aaron saying the movie's messy. I don't think it comes across well. Like, I, I don't think it's I don't think it's shot in a way where we can really see that. I'm just I'm just I mean, I'm pretty much putting my own uh, ideas in there. So I could be completely wrong at what they intended. But uh, Josh Solberg was the writer. But I but I do think there is something about the fact that when the reveal happens, of Max Minghella, it there's there's nothing to it. it. It's silent. Chris Rock just walks in the room. Dude's right. just standing at the table. So that so you're saying yeah. ultimately this is not the twist. But yeah, his it's game almost like is the twist. Yeah, that, that's my guess. I you know, but but the movie, but but that's the movie's fault for us having to have this conversation, right? I mean, it's not. I don't think this is like an interesting thing. I don't think this is something where you can get so many different things out of it. I think it's just kind of sloppy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I both kind of like the ending, but I because I because I like the stuff with um. I don't know. It's interesting. I don't know how I don't know how much we want to get into the release stuff, but I just found it interesting that like the movie presents police brutality the whole time, but it doesn't actually it's not race. It doesn't ever get into depth about if it's racially motivated. It's just there are black characters and there are white characters and Latino characters. And this is this is what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. And so but at the end with Samuel Jackson, you have like an art, you have like a, what do you call it? I, I actually did write something down, but it's like it's a, a marionette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying like, um, it's, it's a, uh, it's an image, right? Of him, a black man with a gun pointed towards police officers. And then he gets shot without being questioned or anything. He's, you know, so it's like, it's a, it's very much like a, it's an image that kind of echoes like racially motivated murders. Right. Mm. But all the time leading up to that, we don't know if anything, there's nothing, nothing is brought up by racial motivation. Everything is yeah. just, these are these people and this is what they're doing. It does, the, the skin color and stuff has nothing to do with it. Yeah. And they bring up something vague about like a, uh, uh, what was something section eight or something like that? Yeah, or uh, yeah, it was uh, Samuel Jackson. And, oh, that's another interesting thing that they did. But Samuel Jackson and Marisol Nichols were kind of the head of this section eight, which was basically the cops were given carte blanche mm-hmm. to clean the streets. That's part of what makes it so frustrating to me yeah. is there there really is something there that could have been interesting and powerful in the idea of a a system that puppets, um, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, people of color in Mm -hmm. into situations where they are powerless and into situations where they are misunderstood and into situations where their lives are taken. Like that's, Mm -hmm. that's deep and powerful stuff. And you can't just wink at it without giving the audience some context clues to here's the metaphor we're dealing with, you know, throughout. Yeah. Uh, There is some stuff with, and I think this is a saw thing, not necessarily a this movie thing, but the pig masks, those kind of things, you know, obviously, you know, police are referred to as pigs, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of like there's, yeah. there's, there's plenty of police stuff through this movie, but the racial stuff is almost just kind of waved at occasionally. And, and until that last image, there's nothing, there's nothing really um, to hang your hat on on that. Yeah. And that's the only thing they really give you. And by that time, it's like, 
okay, but have we earned this moment, like with any kind of metaphor well, here? I just, and- I just don't know that it fits in with the context of everything that's come before it. Because if you want to make it like just kind of a general wash where, you know, the color and stuff doesn't matter. These are just the people. and This is what they're doing. But then to have such a striking image there at the end, I, it yeah. was weird. It was just weird. But I also kind of like that ending because it's very cool. Like I like the callback to the pig puppet, you know, coming up and pointing the gun at him in the video. Mm-hmm. And then they do the same thing with Samuel Jackson's character. Because I'll be honest, when they opened that door, I thought he was going to split in like five parts. Because <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. that's a very solid thing. So I thought it was so interesting that they did the whole, the mar- like you were saying, the marionette thing. And uh, and kind of made it their own little, like, it. this isn't Jigsaw, right? This is, this is somebody else. And uh, he's not like a, he doesn't have like a master's in engineering, like apparently Jigsaw did. Uh, when yeah. he designed those traps, uh, these seemed a little more simplistic and like the puppets were a lot cruder than like the Billy doll. Um, and then obviously the pig thing, which I didn't even think about. I got to be honest until you brought that up, Aaron. Yeah, because uh, it was a, such a saw thing for yeah. the uh, the helpers to be in pig costumes mm-hmm. when they would go. But, but in this one, I got the same thing as Aaron did because it felt like there was the more more use of them, more visibility to them than normal. Yes. Um, but I think, I think this, if that, if the, if the whole thing is the, is that Chris rock is in the game and that's the twist and everything, there probably should have been some other sort of plot tweak to this, to Mm -hmm. where we understand that, you know, like, I don't know if this even matters, but, um, but that he's not that he's, not only did he um not only did he uh like tattle on one of his uh, fellow cops mm-hmm. which he did the right thing mm-hmm. but he also didn't tattle on his own dad like there were there should have been something maybe that he knew yeah. did about he know? like no. i don't know if he knows that's what yeah. i'm saying yeah, 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 he I should he should know um, mm-hmm. if that's, mm-hmm. if that's the case, I agree. Uh, he's the one who comes up with section eight or whatever it is, mm-hmm. or he's, he knows that his dad's been doing some shady stuff and, 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 and that's in there. And that was the ultimate test. And, and I think that's what makes that would have made that ultimate test a little bit more satisfying at the end is if we know he's done something mm-hmm. that's just a little bit, bit against Max Minghella's rules during this yeah, whole time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. Well, and it also would have helped if the father-son stuff had been more, a little more dealt with a little better because, like, we don't get enough with them to even really know. Um, I mean, Chris Rock has flashbacks because, heaven forbid, you have a Saul movie without fucking flashbacks. Mm-hmm. But uh, Chris Rock has flashbacks some, but you still, you don't, there's not enough there. It seems like they don't even really like each other. And so that's another thing. I mean, I don't know. Also, I don't think there's any way to, there's no way to save Marcus at the end anyways, right? I mean, because he's either got to pull all that shit out of him, which he's going to lose all his blood, or I, yeah. I, I was I was uh, very unclear on whether yeah, or not he could actually I, save. Him. I personally I don't, don't see how he could have saved him. I don't understand either of those last two traps. I was going to ask yeah. you guys, like, I don't. I, what did Miguel's character want him to do in the glass trap? Because he says something about he says something about you disappointed me mm-hmm. or whatever. Was he just wanting him just to like? 
stand there and cackle? Well, or I, like, I what, guess, or, or let the guy, or just let the guy die, which he ended up doing, but he did try to help him. But the thing is, too, Chris Rock also had to solve a mis- had to solve that riddle or what? I mean, not riddle, but he said the comment about it's in the garbage or through. I you know you throw it in the garbage. Yeah. And he, then he just randomly sees that trash can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, that's yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> and that key drops out so- on the ground. Yeah. Come on. I'm sorry. It was so funny. So, so his point of that trap was to give clues I don't to something know. he didn't want to happen. Yeah, like, see that, just, like, yeah, that part just, that part felt like we were missing something. Well, and that, that bring that brings to the next thing, which is that much like many Saw movies, but I think even more egregious in this one is how many things have to go right for these things to to be pulled off. Yeah. Um, especially the Marisol Nichols death where mm-hmm. it, it requires, it requires Chris rock to sort of like remember something and mm-hmm. then go away from the station. Mm-hmm. And then, and, and then he's like, Oh, all of a sudden he, he realizes that she's in danger and everything. And, and he, ha- he has to be on this track to, of something off the wall, call her and say, go down to the cold case room mm-hmm. and, and then realize, oh, that's probably not a good place for her to be. And then, I mean, it, there's so much that has to happen for her to get down into that cold case room and then for the trap to work and all that, like, um, and then yeah, nobody it, else comes down to the check a file out or anything. Yeah. I mean, it's cold <laughs> cases, man. You know, they're cold <laughs> for a reason. Um, but, uh, I, there, there were a lot of those type of things, but I also, you know, I, I, I sort of detest, even if it's not going to be a puzzle, you know, giving the people like 60 seconds, 30 mm-hmm. seconds to try to get out of these, out of these things. Like you're supposed to be just to, I know that what you were saying, Jonathan, mm-hmm. that Max Minghella just wants them to die. So he's assuming they will, uh, and he wants them to, but God, I, I, there's no fun in this whole, like 30 seconds you have to die thing. And, and they actually try to get out of these. A lot of these yeah. people do, they make the quote unquote right decision and they are they're still going to be dead because they don't have enough time to get out of them that's that's how complex they are that was the uh the finger trap one was like that the Mm -hmm. most for me yeah was just like so what was supposed to that was another question i was going to ask you and i think you've answered it but is that the case in a lot of saw movies where the traps aren't really meant to have an exit they're just depends it depends see jigsaw always gave them an exit but I mean, he was still crazy as fuck. And I I'd still, my favorite thing about the Saw movies is Jigsaw is saying he, he never actually killed anybody. They killed themselves. It's hilarious. But uh, he always gives them an exit. But then there was this whole subplot, like one of his disciples, Amanda, the Shawnee Smith character, uh, in one, I think it was in Saw 3, you know, she's, uh, the, the cops realize that the, the, the traps are different because there's not a way for people to escape. And then you find out she's been setting those up and she's not giving them an option. She just wants them to die. Yeah. Uh, so they've played with that before for sure. But uh, so it just depends. Yeah. Cause that, I was just, I was confused during the finger one, especially like this. I mean, well, yeah, he tries, right. He, he's trying he's to doing get out. From, from the very beginning. He's like, yeah, take my fingers. I'll live. And it didn't matter. Yeah, even, I will say even as gross as that was, that was a pretty interesting, like, like that was like FX wise. That was really well done, which is weird. Cause a lot of the other FX was sloppy as hell. Like that Marisol Nichols thing was ridiculous. Like I wasn't even grossed <laughs> out. That was yeah. just dumb looking. I mean, yeah. and then they had that scene where Chris Rock takes like the 
like the wax off of her. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing um, about shit like that. But it's so it just it's just ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, the that's what that's where you know Saul Saul started diverging, and they turned that 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 very aspect of Amanda and then Detective Hoffman uh into into they are doing it their own way and not really following what he says it's so weird to me too i mean there's so many we could get we could talk about this aspect of saw for hours if we Mm -hmm. wanted to uh but but like it's weird to me that they that they follow what he they think he's this awesome dude who's like you know we need to follow everything he says and then they just don't learn on the whole give them a chance, give the victim a chance thing. They don't mm-hmm. figure that out, even though that's part of it and everything. Um, so yeah, when, when she was involved with it and detective Hoffman, it became an elaborate, how can I get away with a bunch of murders and pin it on somebody else for mm-hmm. three movies? That's been pretty much the whole, his whole MO on those things. Um, and, uh, and so like, that's what saw became, yeah. there was no, there was no puzzle to it anymore. It was all eating itself almost because it was like, yeah, for sure. Because they were this way. Jigsaw had to put them through their own tests again. In fact, it was like their second test because Amanda went through a test in the first one and detective Hoffman went through a test in saw five. I think they showed sounds right. One. Yes. And, uh, and, uh, and so like, like after the test they think they're home free and then like and then like jigsaw's like oh they're not really paying attention to what i'm saying i'm gonna have to give them <laughs> put them through a second test yeah or this so. test was really for this person you just right. thought it was you <laughs> exactly angus mcfadden again he's you know, he's always involved <laughs> uh angus mcfadden walking down a hallway is my favorite that's i just i need that gif and i just mm-hmm. i mean gif whatever it is i need it it's a gif. Uh, <laughs> Another thing I will say real quick, kind of going off what you're saying, Chris, this movie, and I could have been reading too much into this. This could have been just me, but this movie feels like it's trying to act like it's doing things different. But like, like, they've had copycat killers in Saw movies before. Like, Mm -hmm. in multiple Saw movies, they've had copycat killers. And my favorite, the line that really was just like, I was like, what the hell are you talking about? Is when Chris Rock says John Kramer never uh, went after cops, targeted cops. Mm-hmm. What are you yeah, talking about? Exactly. Yeah. In Saul Two, that whole well, thing hell. is to go after Matthews, uh, Donnie, Bra- uh, Donnie Brasco, Donnie yeah. Wahlberg, Donnie Wahlberg, but and, and also Danny Glover. <laughs> Danny uh, Glover's the a cop. Uh, Detective Hoffman. Uh, yeah. Agent Strom. I mean, you know, like it was nothing God. but cops all the time. I, and they, you know, yeah. And they've been like cop movies. Basically, other than the first one, they're all cop movies. I mean, they're all like there's they're procedurals. There's detectives always investigating gross crime scenes, and so I don't know. That was just, but that line just absolutely floored me. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> like, and this is Darren Lynn Bowsman who has directed three of these, and you know, same yeah, like editors you would think, and <laughs> you think designers. one person would be like, hold on a second. <laughs> That's think, all he ever does. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I do wonder, Aaron, though. I do. I mean, I, I feel like you're kind of saying you're curious what the other movie was. I'm I'm actually thinking this might have been the best version, though, because it's very possible. The other movie was just like a seven clone or something. It would, it, you know, like it would have done the same thing. It just would have not been uh, Saw related. Yeah. But I don't know. I guess we'll never know. We'll have to go back and listen to that uh, interview where yeah. he says, because I, I, I somewhat remember him saying that Chris Rock had some sort of like a comedy version of this Maybe. almost. 
and and then they and then and then they um, you know changed it to this or whatever. Chris Rock doesn't show up as a story or anything on the on the writing end. I don't think. Uh, uh, so, well, J- Josh Stolberg wrote Jigsaw. He wrote the last one, so they brought him back on. I guess he got with Chris, and then you know he wrote the he got with Chris. But he's you, my, he's my best friend. He got with Chris Rock. <laughs> he got with Mr. Rock, and yeah. Uh, but you would think that he would at least get a story by. Yeah, you would if, think so. If, if he was significantly, uh, you know, responsible for what story we saw on this whole thing. What do so. you guys think of Chris Rock in this? I was just gonna <laughs> say, I, I, I was gonna say, I'm, I'm almost sure that he at least improv some of that stuff. Some of that stuff was oh, too yeah. clearly like oh, yeah. his comic sensibility. Like he was he was working out a Forrest Gump bit for a right. interstand. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But that was going to lead me into the fact that I, I think he's terrible in this. And yeah. I don't know if I'm alone on that, man. but I really think no, he's bad in this. He, I think there are moments where I wish somebody had been like, man, you got to pull it back just a little bit. Yeah. Because <laughs> he he's, he's just he's so shouty. He's mm-hmm. just yes. He screams <laughs> but, the whole time. Yeah. Well well Oh God, I don't know. Uh, maybe I saw a different performance. Maybe, I mean, he does shout a bunch. Yes. But when he's not shouting, he's too sedate. Yeah. Like there's, oh, there, yeah, it's, yeah. when he's telling, when he's telling, uh, when they're going down in the subway and he's telling that story about, was it, was he talking about, uh, marriages and stuff like that? Yeah. Was yeah. I was like, man, it feels like you're trying to tell this dude a bedtime story yeah. right now. Cause he's so like this talking mm-hmm. like this the whole yeah. time. And that's a whole one shot that goes down. So it's very mesmerizing yeah. the way this whole scene goes down. And, uh, and, uh, so I thought he was very like, so, so maybe he's two extremes here. He's, he's too sedate when he's not shouting. And when he's shouting, he's not sedate. It's like, He's like doing really bad impressions of both Eddie Murphy performances and Beverly Hills Cop and Beverly Hills Cop Two. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, but he's but he but he is like when he was shouting though. I was just thinking, man, there's not enough Samuel L. Jackson in this movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I kind of almost wish that was Samuel L. Jackson's. Like he just played the cop, you know? Like yeah. because yeah. I I don't know something about when I was watching. I'm like, you know, Samuel L. Jackson versus Jigsaw would be pretty awesome. <laughs> like just yeah. like, and I'm talking like Tobin Bell, which obviously he's not a part of this. You just see pictures of him. But uh, I was just thinking, man, that was a missed opportunity when they were doing like some versus stuff. They could have done that. Yeah. I mean, and it could have come down to the fact that they, you know, you couldn't have gotten Samuel yeah. L. Jackson. Oh, I know. I know. I, mean, you know. I don't I mean, think. I, no, I don't I'm not think. even saying, I'm not even saying that you're wrong. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like, oh, we can get Samuel L. Jackson, but then they forget that, oh, he's really only going to be in it for. Yeah. He was, a, he was there a few days. I mean, I guess that last trap would have been a, a couple of days probably shooting, but I, I can't imagine he was there more than a week. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I didn't think Chris Rock was terrible. I, I, I think there was something there. I just don't think it was, I don't think it was worked out enough. And, and honestly, the stand-up stuff that we're calling stand-up stuff was still was pretty entertaining. Like I, yeah. I like the whole thing. Like Jenny won't, Jenny won't cut, won't give him any till she has AIDS. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was gonna say, uh, I always try to be pretty careful when I say some uh, an actor is terrible in a movie to at least mention that the actor is only responsible for a very small portion of their performance. True, in the movie true, true. Because they are being directed and then they are being edited, and so you know, and written, and written for that matter. So, mm-hmm. um, so when I say that Chris Rock is terrible in this, what I mean is the presentation of that character. I agree. Uh, I think his performance was terrible for me. 100%. So. I mean, I, I really, honestly, 
I, I do think Max Minghella is giving a really interesting performance here because I, I think he really could, and maybe that has to do with the way they did him, but he could have really gone like, you know, like Rebecca Gayhart there at the end. And ding, ding, ding. Yeah. But, he, but he also, but he also isn't trying to do Tobin Bell, right? So, because, and, and, because I don't think, I mean, I don't think anybody can do Tobin Bell as well as Tobin Bell, but, um, but so I, he makes it his own thing and he's, he's interesting enough to where, while this movie doesn't completely work, like if they made another one, I'd probably check it out, you know, or I'd be curious to see what they're going to go with it. Um, that was, I, that was kind of know. an interesting, uh, that was kind of an interesting um, <clears throat> contrast to Jigsaw was the, the, the uh, tapes in this one, the TVs that come on and, and, you know, tell them that they're in a game and everything. That voice is so opposite of, mm-hmm. of Saul that it al- yeah. almost comes off creepier at mm-hmm. times. I agree um uh so i i I was i was i was actually that's where i was like really getting into it for for a a section of a movie Mm -hmm. was like oh this really does feel different and everything but once once the traps start happening with more regularity and you're just like oh okay so this is all about death then okay but i think you bring up a good point because i think the movie does a good job which a lot of these reboots and stuff don't do where it makes it it makes it different, but it also makes it worth being a Saw movie. Like this couldn't be anything other than a Saw movie. So you're not sitting there going, well, they should have just not called that Saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it does distinguish itself, right? So, I mean, if if that ends up, you know, interesting to you, you might like this a little more. Because I will say, I, I, I don't, I mean, it's a wreck of Warren, I guess, based on my grade and stuff. But like, if you had any interest in seeing this, I would definitely check it out. Although if you're listening this far, you've probably seen it. But uh, but just I I would temper my expectations a little bit. All right. Well, that movie was at best a C plus, and at yeah. Worst what a- was Aaron's favorite trap? <laughs> I think the most effective was the first one. I think the first scene is the most uh, effective. He could have survived, trap right? Bill, I, yes, mm-hmm. I think of all of them, that person actually God. could have just jumped down right at the beginning, tore his tongue out, <laughs> and, oh. and ran away. I, I feel like, I don't know, obviously I've never been in that situation before, guys. <laughs> I know a lot of people out there have been, but uh, I uh, I feel like when somebody tells you you're going to die if you don't do this, the first thing you do is see if they've made mistakes with the trap, obviously. You want to mm-hmm. see if you want to get out of it without hurting yourself. But then if a train's coming, I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm I'm done. I'm like, all right, I guess my tongue's going to get knocked, you're going to get ripped out. And well, you'd be, that's what I be, feel like. You'd be in so much pain, you might pass out. You might get hit by the train anyways. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't know. So, that, yeah. that that scene, though, I agree with you, Aaron. I think, and even like execution-wise, that was probably the best one because it was, it was, I mean, I still don't want to see it, but it was like the right amount of cringe, but it didn't show like, like it showed a, enough, maybe a little mm-hmm. too much, but I don't know. It felt, it wasn't like when we were seeing the fingers just come off the hand and all that kind of stuff right. like later. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it was just kind of one of those weird situations where you're just like, oh my God, what, you know, um, I will say though, I, I haven't had this happen in a while. I tweeted about this too, but when I go, my theater that I go to, uh, there's a back exit that not everyone takes, but I usually do. Cause I just don't want to walk all the way around back to the front, deal with the people in line for food and stuff. And, uh, it's a hallway. It's like, I don't know how long, it's not a very long hallway. There's like one door that you pass like an employee door. And I was the only one in the hallway after that. And 
I actually had like a feeling of, oh my God, a pig mask guy is going <laughs> to wrap some white sheet around just, me. Just in case Jonathan and, needs to go get popcorn yeah. at this moment. Yeah. <laughs> and that, I mean, that was interesting though. Like I hadn't had that kind of like chill after I got out of a movie in a long time. So that was, I mean, mm-hmm. in that way, I guess it was a little effective, but uh, I still didn't really understand that. What was that? Was it like chloroform or something on, but it would look like it was like a pillowcase or like a sheet that he was wrapping around their face. I never could no figure idea. that out. No, and how does weird. one cop not shoot him? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I don't either. I don't know. Jigsaw's um, never targeted cops until, uh, until spiral now. guys. That's right. Until now. <laughs> um, all right. So I guess, what did you guys think of this movie? If you've seen spiral, uh, go to Sincast presented by cinema sins on Facebook. We're also on cinema sins, Twitter, music video since twitter we're on soundcloud and we're on discord and if you want to get on discord you can go to facebook and private message me and i'll give you a link there uh but uh yeah spiral a little bit disappointing actually i I, you know i don't think i was expecting much but i was disappointed but um well and for a uh, lot of people it's their first or you know maybe second time back at the theater so mm -hmm. you know this is like it's like oh this is what i came back for uh i guess that's cool (laughs) yeah hope corella's better you know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, that's going to do it for this mini pod. It's uh, it's Chris Atkins and Jonathan Watkins and Aaron Dicer. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Comment on our episodes on our SoundCloud page. Check us out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. And be sure to visit CinemaSins.com.